Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by BetSports, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How was your weekend? What did you do? Anything fun? Did we make any meat? Uh, no, I grilled some broth. That was about the extent of my meat cooking. It's kind of shitty out still. Like We're, we're finally going to get nice weather this weekend. So Worked a little in the garden, watched a little tennis. Did a little this and that, kind of a low key weekend, but yeah, the, some good baseball. I think um, Friday was light on the picks, but I don't think we missed. You didn't have any tennis, and your your Grizzlies got there plus three. I think they won by. I think they won. Yeah, they won outright. They won a small win, but a win nonetheless, and a win against the spread, obviously. And of course, our guest, real Frank Brank, with the. Plus 130. I got plus 133 where I bet it. So never in doubt. It's funny. I was watching a movie with the wife and then it got over with. And I'm like, oh shit. Like before I go to bed here, I should check on this game. And instead of, you know, just pulling up my phone, I actually flipped to the game and it was the pitcher was batting, which is just the worst. Even with good outside of the one Plus guy. It's a yeah, there's one guy. It's okay. So he he you know grounds out to a second or whatever, and then Tatis comes up and it's one one, and suddenly like I think it was the first pitch, Tatis just peppered it, two hands on the bat. He's not risking that injury anymore. He he's he's not doing the wide open swing where he's gonna pull his arm apart again. So I mean he just no doubted one, and then I just I called it. I'm like, well that's good, two one. I think that's plenty in a low scoring game. It ended up tacking on a few more so that was uh that was awful nice to get that uh nice baseball win i think we're gonna do some more baseball fridays with a few guests as we go forward through yeah, that was fun i mean there's like 90 more weeks of baseball might as well just call it baseball fridays going. bring in some guests get some friday night picks i'm excited for it you're excited and yeah i might even uh i might even look at some more baseball myself although it is still draft season and real quick before we get into any nfl draft talk I just got a notification on my phone from, uh, I mean, I'll just, it was the athletic, actually a competitor, you know, someone else in the media space, but uh, they had a push notification about an article regarding the NBA draft. When the, when is that? Are we betting on that? Is that happening? Oh, oh, we will be betting on that. There will be an NBA draft. Let me see. I don't know actually when it is. I, I try not to think about it because otherwise I get too excited if they move it. Um, let's see. When is the 2022 draft? It's usually I want to say a month the, or two after the championship. Yeah, everything got moved back. So I know I gambled on it last year. I know I missed on a few things. Some people put me on a few good bets, but uh, the NBA draft for sure used to be much, much, much second fiddle to the NFL draft. It still is. There's not as much. You have you know the second round really doesn't matter. The first round is. A lot of stuff is decided, but I feel like last year there was a lot more props to be bet on this year. So I think it must be right around the corner if we're starting to talk about it already. Yeah, it's it's coming up. I'm trying to look. It doesn't seem like there's a solid date anywhere. It looks like the draft lottery is going to be in June like it always is, but the season won't be finished then. Oh, here we go. It looks like July 29th. So we've got about three three months months or so. But we'll start keeping an eye on that. Had a lot of fun last year as we were talking about. I, I think when we were talking draft props and, and things, you know, we had a pretty good draft last year. We had we were able to nail the first four picks, which was nice to have some of that cleared up before we went through and, and had some nice ones. But yeah, my buddy Spread and I on the uh, Net Worth Pod, we had a guest. Our buddy Big Three for Three on the NBA chat came in, and that was a lot of fun. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on on that. So that's I think you're right. We'll transition to that probably probably another six weeks or so before that gets too serious, but. 
Um, time to start keeping an eye out. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I did very well. I think things got screwy at the two and three pick. I should have listened to you guys. I will listen to you this year since you're here with me. So that'll be nice. Um, NFL draft got a little hairy over the weekend. I feel like, and I want to make. I, I guess I want to make a statement, and I should probably tweet this as well because this is my official stance on the third pick. Nobody knows anything. Everybody else in the media space has just been postulating and writing articles and putting up bullshit mocks just to get clicks and get excited. Yeah, I, and then Patrick says, the time to get NFL. Say, how mad are you with Patrick gone. today? All numbers, all the numbers are gone. You can still, there's some ways to, de, I, I almost use the word deleverage, which is shows how much I listen to these horse, you know, horseshit crypto takes all the time. But like uh, Drew used a word for it about the third pick. We talked about maybe like de-risking um, a little because some of the, some of the, the rumors around the third pick have been just wild. Like now there's, there's the rumor that they're talking about pits. And then, you know, you can say like the people that said, why would you draft up to get Mac Jones? Why would you, why would you move up to get a tight end? Which he might be the best player in the draft. And, you know, obviously quarterbacks are weighted a little different than a, you know, a tight end wide receiver, whatever you want to call him, but he might be the best player in the draft. So I, it, it doesn't hold water for me. But again, it gets me thinking. So, I almost yeah, want I mean, to create if, a position where if there was I'm, a team to try to go zero quarterback, I mean, the 49ers have shown us they can win games no matter who's back there, whether it be Garoppolo, Mullins. I, I know I'm missing somebody else. Um, beat hard, beat hard. There we go. I knew there's a funny third name I was missing. They've shown us they can win. So, what the heck? I mean, they traded down to three. Yes, they made that big move with a few first round picks. You know, I've been kind of joking about this, but maybe it really is like draft day. Basically, they're like, we're going to move up and then we're going to trade back. And like, what if it's just it's nuts? Somebody likes Lance. Somebody actually likes Fields. Teams start moving down. We have five quarterbacks and then maybe Chase, maybe a lineman and then maybe Pitts. I mean, it's who knows? This I, I, The more I think about this and look at it, the crazier I think it might end up being. So I think you guys are in are smart to try to maybe de-risk that third pick, especially after you're, you know as you start to look at this, and I know you guys were kind of mad at Patrick being the Mac Jones truther, but it, it seems like that might even be a possibility, or at least a few days ago it did. Well, I'm just looking at some of the other positions I took, and I have I have good positions on a few other players that I like. Like we, you know, we, we said we're going to – Parsons might slide. J.C. Horn is underrated. Those numbers have moved in the right direction. Like there's some other positions that look good and there's so much uncertainty. I don't want to be in a position where I'm just sweating this third pick with probably very little information about it. And, you know, I'd, I'd rather be, I'd rather have most of my, my, not my bankroll, most of my, the bankroll that I've allocated towards this part of the, you know, NFL season, the draft being on stuff I actually think I have actionable information on and I think the numbers are wrong rather than I feel like at this point it's almost like I'm a fan. You know, like I'm I'm a bullshit homer fan betting on my favorite team because I think Fields is the best quarterback of the three. I want him to go to the 49ers. I would love to have some 49ers to win their division ticket if that was the team they put together. People forget how good that team was. They just had so many injuries last year and – you know, the quarterback position has been a little sloppy. So I, you know, I think I want it to happen more than I believe it will happen. I, I say this to, you know, Pete, Pete from Dennis chat. Mm-hmm. I had to call him out one time on a Liverpool bet. I'm like, maybe, maybe you're betting what you would like to happen more than what's likely to happen. And yeah, I mean, 
he's still been on Liverpool. I wasn't changing any minds, but I think I'm at the point where I just like Justin Fields enough that I'm I'm over comping him there, and I'm probably just gonna take a step back and bet on some other stuff. I'm gonna look at some more of these. Yeah. Um, I'm pissed that Iowa doesn't offer them. I'm gonna have to bet some of these through some people. It's it's something we did with the NBA draft. Spread and I again got out on ahead of a couple things. Like we had Lamelo ball overs, and as we started looking at it, you know, we talked about hedging. You're only supposed to hedge when there's value and stuff. But in a market like this, where it's really ambiguous, frankly, and it's I think it's hard to f- figure out what actually is going to happen. If you have some positions where you're way ahead of the market and you have a chance to go in and kind of de-risk some stuff, lock in some profitability early, I don't think that's a bad idea. Oh, and uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't I don't want to be pissed after the third pick and just like tilting making live bets on it so somebody devs hashtag 1996 frequent user of the chat function here says how quickly do win totals adjust after the draft they don't really um it takes i think for the most part it takes something big like it it takes uh, some some big trades or something because for the most part people have a pretty good idea what teams are going to do as far as positions that could actually change the team. Like if the Broncos trade up and get a good quarterback, one of the top three or four quarterbacks, I could see some adjustment there because that's a team that um, it's almost like when you look at an injury on a team, you say you can't just look at who you're losing. You need to look at the replacement level. Like when you go from, you know, let's say, one of the you go from Mahomes to somebody else, or you go from Brady to the backup. It's a it's a big step down sometimes. Whereas it's almost a reverse here. If you really think they got a really good quarterback, and you're going from Drew Locke, who's absolute horseshit, to somebody who can step in day one and take those really good receivers that they have there to the next level, all of a sudden the defense, you know, is is getting noticed because it's a decent team and you have a pretty good team in a tough division, but I can see an adjustment on a win total for a team like that. Otherwise, you know, like the Vikings draft an edge rusher at 16, it's not moving a half game for something like that. Like there'll be very, I think there'll be very little movement for the most part. Um, again, it, it's probably going to be based on somebody doing something that we don't expect them because you can say, yo, Trevor Lawrence is going to step in and make an immediate impact. Well, like Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's already baked into the numbers. So, yep. for them, you know, and uh, Patrick again nailing it today on a Monday. The Raiders win total already reflects their impending terrible draft. Yeah, Raiders under seven and a half. I'm still on that train. I'm I've bet that I'm going to bet probably more once they have alts. It's alt season all the time. And then uh, I don't know what else over the weekend. It's a possum Nadal. Super good. Jesus. A lot of good tennis this week, this yeah. weekend, but that match was a lot of fun. It was, I know that you had some money on Sitsipas, but I'm, I'm kind of a fan of greatness, if you will. I wanted to see Tiger Woods break Nicholson's record. We probably won't see that. I love watching Rafael Nadal on clay. I love that he has how you know twenty or whatever French Opens he has. It's just absurd. Yeah. And it's just absolutely ridiculous, and it's fun to watch. I like watching him overcome, and it is nice seeing the young guys. I know you like that, and Kelly likes it specifically. He's sick of the big four, but. I'm I'm here. Give it to me. Give me all the Rafa I can get. Yeah, I mean, that was just a number play. Like, nobody was playing as well as Steph at that moment. And you were getting, like, plus almost plus 160 in what I thought was probably going to be a coin flip match. And sure enough, I mean, it was almost headed to a third set tie break. A late break ended up uh, covering the spread even. I'm glad I didn't puss out and cover the spread. I would have paid juice instead of just betting the money line and 
getting, you know, losing a little bit. So good on Rafa, but yeah, great match. Looking forward to that. It sucks that we're kind of stepping into a week with shittier tournaments after a couple big ones, but uh, we'll get to some of that as well. So yeah, two um, small men's events because we yeah. get the Masters coming up. Now the women do have a big event. The unfortunate problem with that is they don't start till Thursday. Well, it might have some qualifying stuff Tuesday and Wednesday. Fingers crossed, people. But uh, tennis is not known for its swift starts, so um, we'll have to wait on that a little bit. And then, yes, of course, uh, UFC. It was good. It was a good. It was it the was clay good. guy won. Yeah, Clay Collard at like four to Clay one. Clay Collard, who picked that? I forget the, the uh, name of that. Well done. Bravo, somebody, sir. Somebody, somebody needs to fess up. To I cashed that at, at a nice number. Plus yeah, and then Uz, or Usman, Usman in any parlay you wanted. So that was, I mean, it was a big number, but but it was something else. And yeah, he, I think he knocked him out clean cold. That's where we stood there. So yep. it was a pretty good, pretty good UFC. I, I still love UFC from the days of last summer when I was like betting on every match because it was nothing all week. And I just had to get my fix on the weekend and I was listening to like <laughs> UFC podcasts, but so, all right, well, let's, uh, let's get in some picks for today. There's plenty going on today. Plenty. Like you said, no WTA till later in the week, but the NBA does soldier on and a couple totals for today. We are crawling, limping, struggling towards the end of the season. Teams have about 11, 12 games left. Our stupid Miami Heat are probably out of time to win their stupid division. I'm really just angry at them. But 11 games tonight, some interesting contests. Um, from a picks perspective, I've got those two there that I'll talk about in just a second. The only other thing that I was waiting on, the Dallas Mavericks are visiting the Sacramento Kings tonight. They're six-point favorites. And actually, now that number's just hovered right around six, basically. Um it looks like Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis are questionable. If the two of them are announced out, or frankly, if even just Luka is announced out, I'm going to jump on that Sacramento number as fast as I can. Sacramento, I know they're missing De'Aaron Fox, but it's still a solid team. Without Luka Doncic, I think the Kings at home is a nice play. So we'll put um, our finger on that. Make sure you follow me on Betsford to get Alex Christensen with no space. I'll put that up. Um, NBA for today, though, the two bets they already have in Atlanta, Detroit um, under 217. This should just be a slog of a game. It should be ugly and boring. There's no Trey Young, which you know has a double effect of taking away points from Atlanta and also improving their defense. Lou Williams has been about as nice of a proxy as you could be at maybe 75%, if you will, of what Trey Young was. But there's just not enough points on the floor here for Atlanta. Detroit at home has been a very good defensive team. They've been a low-scoring team themselves. Just a lot of things piling on. And uh, the people with the whistles are going to help us here as well. So we'll go under 217. I would play this down to 216, maybe 215 at a smaller stake. I like unders. I can get down with unders. I'm fine with them. Late season. Cleveland, Toronto. Yeah, Cleveland, Toronto. This is one. um, If you jump in now, there's still a little value at 217. You missed the best of the number. I was able to grab an under 220 actually earlier. So, again, if you do follow me on BetSperts, you're on here at a better number. I think under 217 is okay. If it's you're seeing 216, you know, smaller stake there, but skip it if it's lower. Again, it looks like Colin Sexton's going to be out for Cleveland here. Toronto is finally healthy. Um, Everybody's back. Everybody's playing. They're starting to play what looked like last year's Raptors basketball. The defense is playing very well, and it's just going to be a tough spot here for Cleveland to get any points on the road in Tampa Bay, of course, and not Toronto. Yeah, don't forget where they play. It's still not Canada. You're still not allowed in Canada. I'm checking. I have to travel here in the next couple weeks, and like once to the East Coast and once to the South. And we were like, oh, I should check on some of the travel restrictions. And I realized, like, I'm probably not going to have any going into Georgia, am I? 
So now, I will I will have to I will have to check welcome you with East open Coast arms. Stuff. Yeah, some of the East Coast stuff I'll have to check into, but yeah, don't forget they're in the South. Um, I'll get deeper into this tomorrow as we do. Uh, unnamed golf project is now called Approaching the Green. Get it green like money because you're betting like it. on it. That's the joke. It's a little bit of a nice. double entendre, but not the dirty way. So because are very sneaky. How low would you go on the Atlanta total? He says, well, Atlanta total. Let me just double check. Um, 216.5. Yeah, that's what I think I said. Right, right around 216 or so. Yeah, Rick, um, you can rewind this, Kyle. It's it's recording. Yeah, Watch yeah I would YouTube, go to 216 when I draw that. 215, maybe half a stake or something like that. But I, I think it's gonna we're going to have a nice, comfortable under there. I have not gotten fully into the Valspar yet. Valspar championship down at Copperhead. Good tournament. Tough course. Didn't play it last year. Like I said, approaching the green tomorrow night, we'll get all into the course. We'll get into eight bets that I'm going to make, eight bets that Pam will make. We're going to do the full thing next week, this week, because you got, a, bets. you got a normal tournament. You know what? She even hit a, she hit an outright last week. Two of my outrights ended up like in the top 10, just couldn't quite get there. But yeah, she ended up on the right side of the playoff, hitting an outright last week. So more bets. And obviously we'll go over the course a little. I'll play the course. We'll talk about some of the quirks and intricacies of Copperhead. And I'll have all my bets um, blog out later in the week. But one I wanted to jump on right away, just because it is a bit off market. And actually, please don't bet this until I can drive down to Iowa quick. So um, 26 to one at FanDuel, Corey Connors. He is in my course independent model, the number one golfer. Obviously, <clears throat> he's pretty much right there. I mean, it's Dustin Johnson in him. Dustin Johnson hasn't played quite as well lately, but he's still Dustin F. And Johnson. He's, if not the best, one of the best golfers on the planet. But Corey Connors should be under 20. In fact, he is under 20 at a few places. There are books hanging 16 to one in him. Market consensus is around 20. If I could find something 22, 24, I'd still bet it gladly. In fact, I'd probably still bet 20, but 26 to 1 is off market. That's a bad number. Yeah. Oh. Jeff Boyardee, he's already 22 to 1 on FanDuel. <laughs> Thanks. Well, this is this was an hour ago. I haven't what would you play it down to? Maybe I give would, people I, what your floor I, is. I would still play it to 20. I would play this down to 20. Yeah, 20 or better. <clears throat> if you can find the 22 at FanDuel, that sucks. Like, I, I didn't put that out. I'm like, God, that's wild how far that's off. So that sucks that it's so far off already. Um, I don't know. Does FanDuel, is that national? Like, or Does it vary from state to state on those markets? I, just, well? I was looking right now, and I see the same number. I think the markets are the same across the country. Okay. As long as you have that market. Yeah. You know, yep, again, yep. like I don't have stuff. Um, like I don't have draft stuff. Or yeah. Something. Draft props and stuff. Well, I would play him down to, I'd play him down to 20 to one. And yeah, Corey Connors, Canadian, Tony Finau says Fuji bet top five. Yeah. I think I'm going to have the stack on him where you do the take your, take your unit. You want to bet on him and bet it to win top five, top 10, top 20. So I think at least two out of three, two out of four of those are catching. He should play very well. He's just popping in everything I'm doing right now. So I'm playing him. And like I said, I'll have more bets tomorrow. I'll have more bets on approaching the green tomorrow night, live on here, this YouTube channel. And uh, real quick before I touch on my last thing for the day, what is the topic of the deep dive pod tonight? We're going to do a little more football. We're a football podcast. We've had a guest we've wanted to get on for quite a while. We're going to have him on tonight. So Surprise guest. I think you guys will like it. It'll be a lot of fun. And we'll probably do a little more draft and then more just overarching NFL stuff. 
And then my, uh, I don't want to call this a D-Gen bet, but I did look at the board a little. <laughs> the Bavarian International Tennis Ooh. Championships. Better known as just Munich. Like, if you look for this, it's going to be just Munich. It'll say Munich. So, Tennis Sandgren has not beaten anybody lately. He's bad. He's not been playing well. But this is his best surface. If you go look, it is his best surface. He holds... Darn near 80% on here, and he breaks over 20%. If you put them together, if you ever talk to Big Ten Watto, Kelly, you're going to get over 100%. Uh, and truthfully, if you add those together, truthfully, Cuevas, you're probably going to have similar numbers. But Cuevas is 35. He has a serve, but he's been bad lately, too. Like, he's been very bad. And I mean, he's just he's just an old man. Uh, tennis never played here, but I'm fine taking this. I'm chasing a bit of steam. This opened closer to a pick and has gotten bet out. If you can keep this under 130, I'm going to play this. Also, he sent me an autographed hat once, so I like this. The is, guy. Um, this is a small is this Cuevas' first match since the Australian Open? Yeah, Cueva, and that's it. Yeah, that last point. Cuevas hasn't played for a while. I went and looked and be like, God, has he played some other stuff? Looks like he may have played some doubles at a lower smaller tournament but otherwise he has not played a singles match since the australian open so i'm fine taking uh, a decent clay player on his best surface against a rusty old man here this one is tomorrow probably order of play is not out for tomorrow but it'll be early in the morning tomorrow so one of the first matches i think in munich it'll probably be 8 9 a.m eastern time and yeah. That's a yeah, small bet. I just like to bet a little bit of this Munich tournament. It always has a special place. I think we hit uh, we hit Mister. What's the German kid's name? German kid born in Russia. Zverev. Zverev, Zverev yeah. yeah, when Zverev won this, we hit an outright on it. So always a tournament yeah, I like. He loves it. <clears throat> He's wearing black. Bet on him. Day two draft props. Yeah, we'll get into some of those deeper draft props. Derby pod. If not a derby pod, at least a derby stream. We'll do something as we get into it. Oh we'll definitely God, talk some. It is the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Wide open field. So Man, team, horse. Man, team, horse. Man, team, horse parlay for sure. Man, team, horse Friday. <laughs> and his name is Tennis, and he plays tennis. That is true. That's uh, another, re- another reason to love him. So with that, um, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. And if you haven't already, do check out the sponsor, WinBet, where you can get your $500 risk-free bets. Sign up in multiple states now. Pinned tweet has the links. And don't forget to follow us on BetSperts at Andy and at Alex Christensen, all one word. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging. Good luck with everything you do, especially your betting.